Welcome to the If I Had a Crystal Ball podcast with Magnolia Marketing Communications. Each month, we'll invite inspirational industry experts, entrepreneurs, and trailblazers to talk about content and communications as we navigate this new era together. Let's begin today's conversation. Hey everyone, I'm Christina, the General Manager at Magnolia Communications, and welcome to our If I Had a Crystal Ball podcast. It's mid-June, and the overall sentiment with my clients and my team is that we are coming out of a tumultuous month. I would agree with many of you that the mood over the past two weeks has taken us from despair to determination. And this determination exists not only at all levels of society, but especially so when we look at what corporate Canada may be tuning into. I'm excited to share with you my conversation with Sandy Chen, Solutions Specialist at Microsoft Canada. Based out of Toronto, you'll hear that Sandy shares with me what businesses are facing when it comes to adopting and adapting to technology, especially as many businesses are now embracing, adapting, and reimagining how digital transformation can no longer be and doesn't have to be a lofty goal. Thanks so much, Sandy, um, for joining me. And as I mentioned, really want to keep this conversation short and sweet. I know that a lot of our listeners, which includes, you know, people that work with us um, at both of our companies, but also clients and stuff, especially on the agency side, which is primarily where I'm seeing a lot of perspectives and getting a lot of hands-on learnings um, every day, especially as we resume work and get back to work. Um, thanks so much for, you know, taking the time to be with me today. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Awesome. So as I kind of mentioned, you know, leading up to where we are now, mid-month of June, um, we're looking at really on both sides, we kind of work alongside a lot of businesses. And I know that, you know, for the most part, I see a lot of it on the marketing side, the communication side, which has been kicked into high gear for a lot of businesses um, around Canada and even in North America. So I just wanted to kind of also give this opportunity for you to introduce yourself too. My name is Sandy Chen. And as you have mentioned, I am a solution specialist at Microsoft. I focus on early adoption and enablement for Azure applications and infrastructure, making sure organizations have all the resources and programs they need for success during their cloud journey. So, so yeah, so that sounds great. And I think that's why I wanted to at least talk to you because I feel like you can give me and give us in terms of our listeners, a little bit more of an understanding as to, you know, maybe what some of those business strategies could be or what they are at this time with a lot of the companies that you are working with or, you know, hearing from. And I think the biggest thing is I've mentioned to a lot of my peers and even my clients too, who look to me for a communication strategy or a media relations strategy during this time is, you know, how do, how are you seeing people planning so that it's no longer just a distant roadmap to resume business or continue business now that we're, you know, in the state of recovery. And I know that a lot of provinces across Canada are still, you know, cautious about things. And while it's no longer maybe such a great pause, um, I would just love to hear more about, you know, where you're, what kind of maybe some of the main concerns are that you're hearing from your clients or just some of the challenges that people are trying to address head on. Well, one would be really the sustainability of the infrastructure they have in place today. So yes, a lot of people are working from home, but how 
how capable and how, how much capacity do they have to continue this on an ongoing basis? Right now, what's really top of mind is we don't know how long this pandemic will last. We don't know if this is going to change how we do business in the future. Um, so that's that's kind of what's really been top of mind. And, and another very closely related to that is employee safety and well-being. So right, right. once we get out of the situation, how do we make sure that our, our colleagues are safe, our customers are safe. How will those, those social norms, how will those, the ways they, that we, we had worked together in the past, how would that change in the future? Totally. And I hear you when you say that there's always that part of the internal then, you know, internal systems or internal frameworks in place that kind of coincide like you said with how you how, how businesses are going to serve their customers right whether they're b2b customers or even like you know the end user or consumer um do you feel like a lot of the businesses you've been talking to kind of already have that mapped out or are you feeling like maybe people are still in the planning stages and do you see people kind of acting on some of those strategies this summer or do you think it's going to have to like be fluid? I do feel that people are starting to see, I mean, this pandemic has lasted a lot longer than a lot of people had originally thought it would. So uh, what was, what this has really forced a lot of organizations to think about is they, they're forced to rethink their core business model and how they're doing business today. So at the risk of sounding really existential, really thinking, why do we exist? What are the core services we need for our business to thrive? And what are those non-essential services that we can outsource? Totally. I mean, it's easier said than done. And I like the way that you put it when it comes to existential, because I mean, we're not going to talk about, like you said, what the meaning of life is. <laughs> well, wait, the answer is 21, right? Isn't it? <laughs> from, from the, is it 21 or 42? 42, 42. I'm just trying to remind myself. Sorry, 42. I should be a, a hitchhiker's guide, backpacker's guide to the galaxy or hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy. I'm getting it all wrong, all my references, but you know, bear with me. That's why we're, that's why we're happy with chat. <laughs> um, but you're right. And I think that it's such a simple thing. And yet, it can often get lost. Like, you know, I'm, I mean, even from a, from my standpoint, again, I, and, you know, in terms of the, you know, communications realm, it coincides very, very closely with what tools we have and what we want to deploy, but it always goes back to really assessing and re-examining and recal, therefore being able to recalibrate what makes our core values and what makes our, our, our main mission, right? And that hopefully, if it needs to change, it needs to change, but we kind of can stay true to, you know, the, the, the company's values, right? At the end of the day. You know, many firms are trying to rethink how the world will now be different. I would say that there is the great pause, but now there's also this great afterward. The one common belief is that obviously everything will not be the same and we can't go back to the way it was. Then this pandemic has brought an appreciation for technology in general and obviously the internet. So what are some of the top emerging technologies you feel will, will propel us into a better future? future? At the forefront, health and medical services. A AI will really be powering more and more businesses and being able to leverage 
AI will most definitely propel us to a better future. Yeah, totally. I mean, are you guys seeing a lot of potential with with AI and machine learning primarily? I mean, because of this whole focus on the health, like especially with the healthcare industry? Yeah, absolutely. And anything that can really help with, um, with optimizing supply chains, uh, even in manufacturing, how, how do we have inspectors? How do we have heavy machine operators work remotely, um, not being able to go on site much smaller capacity and still be able to operate efficiently, still be able to optimize that output? So that's really, really key to while powering this economy as well. Um, how do we in, ensure productivity? How do we ensure out, uh, pro, um, production output, uh, but at the same time maintaining the safety uh, of workers? And that's really going to help. I mean, that's real. And AI will be really at the forefront of being able to power that. Um, on another note, related to AI would be AR, um, augmented reality, mixed reality. So that that has also emerged as something. It, it's I mean it's existed for years, but but that has kind of been a technology that is starting to be a, a lot of industries are starting to adapt adopt because uh, it enables people to create, learn, and collaborate uh, without actually being physically on site. Totally. I mean, do you have any? um AR examples because that one definitely or whether it's AR or VR like in terms of how that's changing or how that's kind of come to the forefront even more recently like I mean I, I would just I would think I'm just thinking out loud too in terms of some of the things that I've seen and read out there lately of course so for example HoloLens um it's, it's a Microsoft product yeah and I know and for a lot of the remote mine sites I a lot of the mine sites they would use there's a technology called remote assist where where someone can essentially see what is on site and kind of provide guidance to maybe an operator who is um, actually on site uh, uh, technical and provide technical support to that oh, okay uh, while not actually having to fly someone over to the site to do the the heavy technical work right especially if like you said given the borders are closed and like i know a lot of like projects and mi mining sites are obviously they could be you know cross borders or even in different countries right um so that that totally makes sense yeah that's a great example and i think that like what you mentioned and i feel like you hit it on the nail or the nail on the head um when it comes to communicating and collaborating and thinking critically and also being creative I think what we talked about is, you know, how it's all kind of related on how it's the company's cultural capacity, right? Um, to really ha be a business or a workplace that fosters this from the beginning. And I think while a lot of businesses, you know, AI or machine learning, or even like you said, with, you know, HoloLens in general for the mining sector, you know, a lot of companies may already be Kind of dabbling in it but i definitely see that there must be you know this urgency especially as how we're all reimagining how these digital solutions will affect better business but like you said more importantly keeping people safe a hundred percent and and 
And to your point about remote work, I, I feel like it's not just simply from a technology standpoint for, for companies, organizations, employers to adapt, but also the social and cultural acceptance of just as effective, if not more, working from home or working remotely. Um, that's going to be something that I feel will be adapted, adopted more and more. It will be, become more and more common now. You know, I love how you mentioned that. And I feel like this is like another topic for another crystal bulk <laughs> podcast, <laughs> which is why I'm so glad we're talking about this because we're kind of forecasting in a way, right? Because that's the whole point of this podcast series, which is, you know, if, if we had, if I had a crystal ball, if you had a crystal ball, right? And I love how we're kind of looking at technologies that may have been around for a long time, quote unquote, but obviously the adoption rate of it, of AR and, you know, AI and machine learning doesn't, hasn't been at the forefront, like, right? Like it is now for many sectors and industries. Um, and when you mentioned about the cultural acceptance, I think that's super interesting because, you know, I, I would say for me and even for us, because we work with a lot of corporate clients, you know, from the high tech sector to mining, I have, we have a mining software company as well, who we've done communications work for that actually has global mines, uh, copper mines and, and whatnot um, around the world. But, you know, like it is now becoming more socially and, and workplace culture where people don't have to, you know, come to the office, right? Um, and I would even say it's actually for the better because due to this whole post-COVID or one would even say during COVID, you know, we can't be in an office space together to have meetings. You know, if we are going to go to the office, we have to be socially distant and we still have to have meetings or like team meetings over over um, remote, you know, um, means, right? Like we can't even, even though we might even be in the same room, we're encouraged to not be in the same room, right? We like, you know, um, so I think it's one of those things where what's the point now if we're not even able to collaborate as effectively where if we are all joining by Teams or a Zoom or, a, or, what, or whatnot um, or FaceTime, you know, it's all that much, I guess, easier, right? To see everybody and to have everybody join on time versus then having to, you know, have that physical space at the office and knowing that the office is just, you know, a place for your desk kind of thing, right? Where that desk can be anywhere. Absolutely. Cool. So I think then that the main thing is we kind of um, have been talking through because I, I know, like I said, I know we're bringing up a lot of things and, you know, I really encourage people to kind of do their ongoing research. Like Apple news is not good enough. <laughs> um, I'm an iPhone user, but it's not good enough because it's the notifications are skewed from everything around the world. But I kind of wanted to bring us back to the fact that, you know, as we kind of come out of despair into a state of determination, right? Um, one of the things I was really wanting to just kind of put out there is, you know, is there urgency, you know, for businesses who are feeling overwhelmed, you know, how do they make sure that they aren't just putting a digital transformation strategy in place and then setting and forgetting or, you know, still being too reactive. And I know we all say, like I said, there needs to be a roadmap. There needs to be a 30 day plan. Um, but, you know, do you believe in striking that balance? Um, I, for one, think that some level of urgency is healthy because, 
sometimes it's also necessary, but, you know, I would just love to kind of hear from your thoughts, like in terms of how you think that businesses can take this as a time to be more proactive, you know, even if it's possible, because who knows, right, what will happen, like you said, um, a month from now. Absolutely. Uh, I think the most important thing is that companies have to think about their business. What do they need to thrive? And at the very core of it, I, I strongly believe it's it's data. How are companies able to take that data and collect it internally or externally and translate that into something meaningful to improve your business processes? If you have that, then you will be in a good place to transform your business. If you don't, then maybe it's time to take a step back and make sure that you have the internal processes in place or you have the teams in place or the personnel required, the resources required in order to embark on that, that kind of digital transformation journey. Um, and if you think about it from a solutions framework perspective, um, Microsoft mm. has something called a digital feedback loop. There's four pillars, engage customers, empower employees, optimize operations, and transform products. If you can use the data that you collect internally and externally to change any one of those pillars, then you really are embarking on a digital transformation a digital transformation journey. But you also have to, as an organization, prioritize which one of those pillars is most important to you. Which ones do you have the resources to, to tackle first? I think, like you said, it's one of those things where balance is not, is more than just saying, you know, maintain a good balance, right? Because we all know that we need to now take action, right? Um, and that's what it is. It's really about I like the digital feedback loop. I think that that in general, you know, means really looking at those four pillars and prioritizing, as you mentioned, to become successful, but then seeing true to your organization's values, right? And business strategies, because without that, it's just going to be more work and more creation on top of something else, right? And and why reinvent the wheel when you don't have to? 100%. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, no, that's good, Sandy. I feel like this was a really great chat because we really touched on, you know, what's urgent, what businesses are looking at when they look at digital transformation. And like, I totally agree with you, you know, when it comes to the supply chain and across all the many major sectors in Canada, um, I think we all have a role to play. And I think corporate Canada has a huge role to play as we head into the next few months. Um, you know, we need to you know, not just look after our customers and our clients who we service, because that's what kind of helps keep the economy running. But just as important, as you mentioned, is the safety and the productivity of our employees. And I think that, you know, almost as I keep seeing the words digital transformation, I think you hit it on the nail, right? There needs to be some cultural capacity, right? That kind of really comes from transforming us as human beings, right? Too. So 100%. Yeah. Well, thanks so much. And I think that's a really great discussion that we brought up and I, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll be able to talk through it and I can't wait to obviously see, you know, on a daily basis, what other current events news is going to happen. Um, so yeah. So with that, I think that'll be great. And thanks again for your time today. Oh, thanks for having me. 
This has been the If I Had a Crystal Ball podcast with Magnolia MC. If you like our show and want to know more, or you're interested in joining the conversation in an upcoming episode, go to our website, magnoliamc.com, or check out any of our past episodes on major podcast apps. Thanks for listening. See you next month.